Hi, and thanks for downloading this episode of Queer I Am, the podcast. I really hope you enjoy it. This podcast started as a small idea and has turned into a real passion project for me and is something that I wish to continue to make way into the future, but I need your help in doing so. So there is a cost in making Queer I Am, the podcast, and it's something that I funded and will continue to do so for the foreseeable future. But if you'd like to get involved and support the podcast by subscribing to Acast Plus, that would be incredible. And if this is something you can't do, no worries at all. I really hope you keep enjoying the episodes and I intend to keep making them for as long as possible. Season three is coming up and you are in for an absolute treat. I am so, so excited. If you'd like to support the podcast, details of how you can do this are in the blurb of the episode you were listening to. And what this also means is you get to listen to all of the episodes of Queer I Am The Podcast, past and future, completely ad-free. So no interruptions whatsoever. What could be better? Anyway, enough of the serious blurb. Let's crack on with the show. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. I am so happy to speak with today's guest. They're an independent voiceover artist who is super talented. As well as creating content for the Dragnarok series on YouTube, they've released showreels of their own renditions of popular films, cartoons and anime, and all of this has now paid off. They've been cast as a lead character major in an upcoming animation series called The Cat Vault. Please welcome to the show my friend Jimmy Dean. Whatever you're up to, this is your time to settle down, relax and enjoy the podcast. Welcome to Queer I Am. So, Jimmy, thank you so much for coming on my podcast. Thank you for having me. I'm very excited about this interview, um, and I've been looking forward to it all day. And um, so, how are you feeling today? That's my first question for you. Yeah, doing really well, thank you. I mean, the sun's been shining. It's been, yeah, it's been a lovely week. It's almost the weekend, so even better. Friday's nearly here, and a big night for you tonight as well. A little bit of singing. Yeah, we do. We're going to um, Bar Broadway this evening. They're doing like a um, The Voice competition. It's like one of their first heats. Um, I'm not a professionally trained singer, but I do love a good sing-song. Um, so I'm going to be doing my stuff, singing a bit of Disney. So more than anything, it's just confidence building to, you know, be yeah. up on the be up on the stage in front of people. Yeah. I may bomb, I may not. We'll see what happens. Well, we were just saying, if anything on Monday is to go by, karaoke, you're 
Disney kind of renditions kind of knocked anyone out of the park who was performing on Monday. I mean, there was only a few of us, to be fair, but they were very, very, very good. Thank you. So if you had to pick a song for your mood today, what would that song be? If I had to pick a song for my mood, I don't know if you'll know it. Um, Not a lot of people do. Uh, There's a Japanese singer who I adore called Yutada Hikaru. Um, she uh, did a song a few years ago called Face My Fears. Okay. Um, it's a really kind of traditional sounding song, but then it just goes into the most amazing kind of like dubstep beat. Wow. Um, it's just really good. It's really kind of uplifting and just puts a spring in my step. So mm. I've been absolutely rocking out to that today. And is that kind of like good feel good lyrics for tonight and getting you in the mood of like, I can do this? Yeah, and... absolutely. A hundred percent. Yeah, she's she's going to be my spirit animal for this evening, I Amazing. think. Amazing. I think sometimes when you have things going on or you have to channel some kind of energy, I remember a few years ago at work having to do a presentation and I was so nervous. And there's a song called um, The Man by Killers and it's a real like a song that just builds and you can't help but rock out to it. And I just, I just put on really loudly in my headphones for this presentation. And I just, it gave me energy and made me feel really good. So mm-hmm. I think sometimes channeling that kind of stuff is good for any event that you've got, you know, kind of going on. Yeah, definitely. I think it's, it's kind of common knowledge, but there's that old saying, you know, choose your attitude. And it's kind of like you wake up in the morning and even if you're in a bit of a funk, you woke up on the wrong side of the bed. Mm-hmm. It's just always good to kind of put yourself into a positive mindset. And I think music definitely helps put you in that place as yeah. well. So if you're even if you're feeling angry, you know, rock out to a bit of System of a Down and just have a, you know, an angry little mosh to yourself. And that yeah. can really kind of help take you out of a funk, really. So, yeah, yeah. choose your attitude to set you up for the day. I love that. Choose your attitude. That's such a nice saying. I've not heard uh, it makes sense, but I've just not heard it said like that before. That's really nice. Oh. I, I, I can't I take gonna... a, I can't take credit for that saying, but yeah, take it. <laughs> How am I? going to feel today choose your attitude i think that's that's nice Mm -hmm. my song for today i think is a bit of born this way by lady gaga oh fantastic because today i bought lady gaga tickets so (gasps) i am very excited oh my god amazing so we're seeing lady gaga on the 30th of july oh my god i'm i'm not jealous at all i don't hate you in the slightest andrew (laughs) we're we're in the golden circle as well okay so we're gonna be right near the stage well this has been great goodbye i'm (laughs) off now bye (laughs) i'm super excited do you know i've not really listened much to the new album i've listened to some of the tracks theo really loves it but i've listened to a few of the tracks but i just love her her performance energy her vocal she's Mm -hmm. such a good live performer and uh, i think this is like her first stadium show in about five or six years wow well i'm don't quote me on that. But I think with COVID and last album and all that kind of stuff, she's done it to films. And so I'm looking forward to to going to see. And I've not seen her before. So it'll be like a complete new artist. So, yeah, definitely. Um, She'll be bringing her A game as well. And especially because there's been such a long break for her as well. I mean, yeah. she's going to give it everything she's got anyway. Yeah. But yeah, that's... um. That's going to be fantastic. Mm, I'm hoping that she needs a duet for a shallow because I'd quite like to go up there and... Although Absolutely. I'd like to do her vocals rather than Bradley Cooper's yeah. almost. <laughs> well, you're in, you're in the golden circle, so there's slightly more chance that you'll be caught up on stage. Absolutely. And when I say golden circle, I almost say something else every time, so I have to be very mm-hmm. careful what to say there. Yeah, definitely. That, that's a whole different kind of gig, really, that's isn't an, it? That's a completely different type of gig. It really is. So a bit about you then. Um, where did you grow up originally? Uh, so I grew up in High Wycombe in Buckinghamshire. I'm not sure if you're familiar. It's kind of... Whenever I try and explain where it is, it's kind of between Oxford and London, like slap bang in the middle. Uh So I grew up there um, and left High Wycombe, God, when I was about 19 or 20. I had a little little soiree in London by myself for a bit and moved up to Ealing Broadway. So not really central, but just kind of on the, I think, West London. Yeah. Um, Moved in with my friend Susie and her nan and her 20,000 cats which was <laughs> surreal to say the least Amazing. but um yeah such a such a good time up in london yeah uh, then i went back to wickham um 
decided to, you know, try and become a bit more professional, got my first like proper office job. And within a year, I saved about three grand, which I used to move to Brighton. Um, so I've been in Brighton for about 14 years now. Um, had a little soiree out to Seaford for a couple of years during lockdown, just for the change of pace. Um, somewhere quiet, somewhere with a garden for my dog to run around in. Um, but yeah, it's, um, I'm back in Hove now, so it's, um, mm-hmm. it's, it's great to be back, especially in time for the summer as well. We're neighbours. We are neighbours. We're down the road. We're down the road. And so 14 years, I mean, I've only been here six, seven months this month, um, but 14 years is just like... I mean, we speak about this often, and I think you still have such a passion for this city, oh, and you love living here, and that's really inspiring and encouraging, I think, because I'm still full of that after seven months, and sometimes I think, is it because I'm in this kind of like new phase or like this new environment? But I think the fact that you're saying, I've been here 14 years, and I still feel like that, that's yeah. lovely. So what is it about Brighton that makes you oh, makes you tick? I mean, that's such a big question. It is. It's just, so for my my process when I moved here, like I decided to move to Brighton on recommendation alone. One of my friends had been down for the weekend and they're like, oh, Jim, you've got to go down there. You'll love it. It's so good down there. But I'd already decided that I wanted to leave High Wycombe anyway. So I just decided, right, I'm going to move to Brighton. Like, why not? It's like the gay capital of the UK. It's on the seafront. What's not to like about it? Mm. Um, so the first day I ever came down here, I had, um, some flat viewings lined up, had a couple of job interviews lined up and I was going to move in with my friend, Tom. He was moving from Southampton. Uh, but when I got into Brighton, he sent me a text saying he was going to be an hour late. So I had a bit of free time to kill, no idea where I was going, but straight down from the station to the seafront, I sat outside the fortune of war and had my first beer. It was the most gorgeous sunny day. And I was like, yeah. This is good. good I see like this. Here. And then we had our first flat viewing. Um, fell in love with the place, and we put um, we we sort of put everything in place to get references and deposit done. And then I had my job interview. Um, I got offered a job on the spot. So literally within the space of I don't know six hours, I had a house sorted and I had a job sorted. Amazing. And I was already in love. We moved a month later. But yeah, um, why I love Brighton so much? Like my whole fourteen years here, I personally have never really had much of a bad experience i've met so many incredible people i've seen the most amazing things i've done the most incredible things even now after 14 years i'm still discovering side roads Mm -hmm. and places i've never been before and been like oh what is this place yeah and then it just makes me fall in love with brighton all over again Uh um it's just yeah it's just one of the most incredible cities and if i ever go anywhere else even for a weekend i come back on the train and as soon as i step off the train i just breathe this sigh of like I'm home again yeah. and I've had that every every time for 14 years now that's amazing um, so I'm excited for you obviously being here for 6-7 months because let's have this conversation in 14 years yes. and I guarantee you'll feel exactly the same as well oh I've been here 28 years now oh my god I'll, I'll be in a care home in Patchen by that point I think <laughs> I think um, I completely agree with you today I went as we were talking earlier I went to my office today for the first time since moving here and it was really nice going on the train. I enjoyed my morning coffee and my pastry. And I loved going into the office and seeing my friends mm-hmm. and colleagues and stuff. But I had this moment where I was like, oh, right, I need to go back to London now. And not that I've ever lived in London, but it always kind of, whenever I've been to that office before, I've always had to go to London and then back to Suffolk. And I was like, oh, no, I'm going back to Brighton. And even that today, I had this spark of, oh, I'm going back. Like, yeah. it's, it, this is, it's lovely to come here, but actually it's so good to go back. So um, I completely agree with what you're saying there in terms of that feeling Amazing. you get. It's so, so nice. And you know what? If you talk to anybody in Brighton, whether they're a true Brightonian or they've just moved here a year, 10 years ago, pretty much everyone 
you meet will probably say the same thing that mm. they're still so in love with this mm-hmm. city um and you know they're not wrong no it's an amazing place it really is so we met um about three months ago right? that long? Like, i know time flies Jimmy, I know, when you're having just... fun. <laughs> um but we met three months ago and i think i was obviously looking into the podcast and also talking about voiceover work and mm-hmm. that kind of stuff and you popped up on my instagram and i was like ah oh, voiceover artist this will be interesting he's in brighton and then i saw some of your work online and i was like okay this is really cool i must kind of link in with this guy and have a chat with him and then you didn't reply to my message. <gasps> I, I, I ghosted horror. you. I'm and then, so sorry. And then, and then, um, <laughs> and then um, a mutual friend, I said, you know, Jimmy, you must introduce me. I really want to interview him for the podcast. And then we met by chance in the pub. We did. And you went, are you Andrew? And I went, are you Jimmy? And then, yeah, and it yeah. kind of just happened, which is lovely. Yeah, we sat outside, had a, had a cheeky ciggy and... Yeah kind of pretty much been like inseparable from there really since yeah we've kind of yeah it's been lovely and I, and I think what really blew me away was just kind of your talent really I mean you know your the videos on your Instagram and on your YouTube oh, that, too you kind. Know, no honestly they're amazing and you are I mean Monday night for example when we did karaoke and you were performing those Disney songs you just have it it's you need to get snapped up seriously oh, so you. I'm super excited to talk to you about your passion today and um, you know your love of voiceover so how did this begin for you Gosh, well, it all kind of, there's a couple of different places it stemmed from. I am a massive Disney freak. I have been since I can remember, um, ever since I remember going to see The Little Mermaid uh, back in 1989. So I would have been like three and a half or four. But I remember the experience of going to the cinema and just watching this fantastic piece of animation. It was just an absolute masterpiece. And I always enjoyed it just because they're fun and the songs are whimsical. The characters are magical. The stories are awesome. And yeah, I just always had like a childhood passion for it. But then as time went on, I started to really notice people's voices and just how much Mm -hmm. fun the actors were having doing these character voices. And I started just kind of doing mimicry. Like I knew all the words from Disney by heart anyway, but then I just started like really getting into the characters and trying to mimic their voices. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I kind of thought, God, I would love to do this one day. And it was the same for um, Japanese animation as well. Like, I've always loved anime since I was a kid as well. And that's a very similar thing. Mm-hmm. Like, the English dubs of these old animations, the way the way that they do their voice acting, like like the films, it's so over the top. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just I just love that freedom that they have. Mm-hmm. And Like expression. It's like yeah, you can exactly. put, put your own kind of spin on how you think someone would be. Exactly. And, like, looking at it now... Like, I'm not the most comfortable in front of a camera because I've always been a bit of a kind of anxious, awkward person anyway. So as soon as the camera's on me, I kind of, I find myself getting like a little twitchy, a little shaky. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to speaking, I have no problem speaking. Like I did um my best, uh, my dad's wedding. I was best man. Mm-hmm. So I did a speech. Vocally, it came out wonderfully. But everything from the chin down, I was a quivering yeah. mess. Like my cars were shaking, my legs were twitching because... As soon as people are looking at me, I freak out. So this evening's going to be interesting at Bar Broadway <laughs> when I've got like 50, 100 people judging me and my my, my mediocre singing talent, you know. But, you know, it, from an outside perspective, it doesn't come across, I have to say. And, I mean, maybe when, you know, you're just having your picture done, you were a bit shy. Mm-hmm. Um, but actually, you take a lovely picture. So, you know, it's it's kind of, I don't know, hopefully that, you know, you get more comfortable with that as time goes on, I guess. But I think... Um, when you present yourself, when you talk, like when you sang the other night, 
you didn't look nervous. It looked mm. effortless. Well, do you know what? When it comes to the singing, like I'm, I'm going to say here now, like I'm not professionally trained in any way. I'm Very not. I'm not saying I'm the best singer by any stretch. And with the contest at Bar Broadway, um, I. And it's not just me being defeatist, but I I know that compared to all of the other people that are probably going to be absolutely amazing, I'm not placing any bets that I'm going to win this thing at all. But for me, it is about confidence building because mm-hmm. I know that I I kind of present myself a little more shyly mm-hmm. in front of people. So for this, I'm just really excited to kind of use that to, again, face my fears. Thanks, mm-hmm. Yutada Hikaru. <laughs> and just really try and build up some confidence so that I can kind of defeat that. And I'm going to be singing Disney because obviously Disney is my absolute childhood passion. And even if I'm not the best singer, I know that I'm there to give a performance and I can Mm. do my voices. I want to try and do my voice, but with some of the songs, I'm going to be doing Disney villains. And Disney villains have got the best range. They're camp as hell. So I'm going to be singing, but I'm going to be channeling all of the characters that I have been mimicking, all the ones that I feel so much confidence and expression from so you know got like jeremy irons for you know scar and then you've got um you know the legendary like tony jay who was frollo from the hunchback of notre dame like just really deep raspy voices Mm -hmm. so i'm really hoping that i can channel that and just put on a good show i think the thing is it is so effortless with you and i and i think that you know it's quite different so you know going to a show like tonight you i mean you know, Brighton cabaret circuit, lots of drag queens, mm-hmm. drag performers, um, drag kings. Um, and obviously you've got like kind of people doing like diva type singing as well. But I've not really seen anything advertised before for Disney or for anything that's kind of linked to animation. Mm. So I think you've got a really unique selling point there with your your voice and what you're going to be doing. Thank you. And I think that, I hope that puts you in a good step to stand out because actually it would be so much easier to kind of pick and no disrespect to anyone else that's mm-hmm. performing, but, you know, to pick something that someone has heard before, what they like. But actually, when someone really puts themselves out there and goes, actually, I can do this, and this isn't just vocals, this is me being a character, and sure. I'm acting and putting a performance. I mean, even Monday night, you you performed, and your hand movements and the, the way your body <laughs> moved, it was just like you were like embodying the character. It was really cool to watch. So you can you can tell how much passion you have for it it's really really lovely thank you um who's your biggest inspiration when it comes to like voiceover work who's my biggest inspiration um i guess sort of looking back on the on the the disney side of things tony jay as i mentioned just just a moment ago he is one of the most incredible actors in like Mm -hmm. shakespearean actor and he's done a lot of voiceover and like Looking back at all the cartoons that I used to watch as a kid, Tony Jay has appeared a lot more than I thought. Like, I kind of watch back clips from my old favourite animated shows just for nostalgia. And I'm like, oh, my God, that's Tony Jay. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God, and that's Tony Jay mm-hmm. as well. And, like, just the way that he presents himself, like, he invokes his character so well. And I love a villain. Everybody yeah. loves a villain. Like, I feel villains have so much more depth than some of the airy, fairy heroes and heroines you get. Yeah. But when Tony Jay does his voice acting he commands the stage Mm -hmm. and because you don't have the the freedom of like facial expressions and body language to convey a character all you have is your voice so you're limited that means you really have to invoke a character with just your mouth yeah yeah of course um but tony J does it and like i say like just his voice it's so raspy so dark you know it's just and like oh it just sends shivers down my spine and like He's just been he's just been such an inspiration. That's just because he is so bloody good. Yeah, yeah. And again, when you go into that voice, it's you can 
it, you're right you, because that's all they have you've got to really make it stick out avenue and be and there's so much competition so you've got to really be the best and mm-hmm. be out there kind of going yeah this is what i can do let me take this character to you know new heights yeah, and, and maybe exactly. show the producers that you know it's more than what they could have ever expected possibly mm-hmm. um i love what you said about always doing voiceovers and um or doing um mimicking people because that was me as a kid like i was always doing silla black impressions <laughs> and trying to do ruby wax do you remember when ruby wax did the peugeot 206 advert yeah and it's like the washing machine and i can't really do it but i was always trying to do those kind of like accents and stuff and i drove my parents up the wall like trying to do different things but i think it's and, and like one of my big inspirations and which i loved as a kid was mrs doubtfire yes robin williams with all those voices was just amazing and so good i mean you know there's people i know that your friends that we talk about it and we still talk about that film and there's still so many lines mm. in it which are just hilarious to to yeah you and do you know what talking of inspiration as well i don't but i can't believe i completely forgot about that you know like robin williams as a voice actor my god yeah, like incredible it's it's renownedly known that he is just an absolute legend yeah. and like his characters his improvisation his ability to be so quick on his feet like all of the stuff they did for genie and aladdin mm-hmm. a lot of that was unscripted because it was just him being robin williams Improv. in character and like mm-hmm. everything that comes out of everything that came out of his mouth was absolute gold mm-hmm. um it's just a shame that he's gone you with know? us i know this is it it's uh, yeah and and you know it's that's a really sad thing is that there's so many people that are so funny and so creative or, or you know artists and there's so much backstory to them mm. you know and he's an example of that you know someone that was like suffering quietly in the background but yet was one of the yeah. funniest most talented people you could have known on television or yeah. film so yeah it's, it's 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 really sad yeah it just comes to show that like smiles can't hide when you're feeling bad inside yeah yeah, you absolutely, know, absolutely. It's so easy to mask that, and it's it's just such a shame. Absolutely. So, obviously, you've got your home studio, which um, I'm yet to experience, but I'm very much looking yes. forward to coming around and having a go. Um, how does it feel for you to have a space where you can be creative and just kind of unleash these inner voices and, you know, um, just kind of experiment? Because I guess it's it's very well having an idea in your head and thinking, oh, I'd love to do this. But then to actually have the facilities to kind of go, mm. right, this is what I'm now going to do. And you've obviously produced some great stuff for YouTube, which will will make sure that this is, when I put this out, you'll, all the links and everything will be there and stuff. Shameless plug. Shameless plug. But, but you know, you have, you've been so creative with your studio. So what is, what's it like for you to have that space? Uh, it's been an absolute game changer because when I decided that I actually started to, you know, when I wanted to do this more, I only had an iPad and oh just an iPad. So I was just doing these little things in my in my room. Um you know there's like free apps that you can get like voice recorder. So mm-hmm. I had very very basic editing technology and whatever capacity the microphone had on an iPad which you know mm-hmm. isn't great by comparison. You know it it does the trick but if you were to send that to someone professional they'd laugh you out of the mm-hmm. studio, you know. Mm-hmm. It's not like the studio, is it, for example? Oh, no, 100%. This is amazing <laughs> here. Um, it is cool, But, actually. yeah, it was more than anything. It's like whenever you're recording, you know, you could record into something, even into the most professional microphone, but if mm. your room isn't acoustically treated or you don't have the the padding and the buffering, mm-hmm. your the reverb you get, like, whatever you do isn't going to look good or sound good, sorry. Mm-hmm. So I had this iPad, and it was literally me on my bed with the duvet thrown over me to use as, like, a buffer. Yeah. But when you're screaming 
you know, potential anime characters for five minutes, like you're sweating buckets yeah. and it's not comfortable. So I did that for a bit. Um, understandably didn't get very much work, but then I decided to invest in my own recording equipment and it's um, the Scarlet 2i2 bundle, which is pretty standard for anyone starting up that wants to do voice acting or singing or, um, you know, podcasts. Um, but it's a good piece to start out with. Mm. So when I finally got that equipment, having a professional microphone mm-hmm. on the stand with a sound guard, a preamp, free editing, like proper editing software as well. I remember getting it already on my laptop and then just saying the first thing into my headphones where I could hear myself. Mm-hmm. It was kind of emotional because I was like, oh my God, this is what it's meant to be like. Yeah. This is how I start taking this seriously. Mm-hmm. And it was great. And then I, the first thing I did, it was around Christmas time. So I narrated Tim Burton's The Nightmare Before Christmas, but like the original poem that he did. Mm-hmm. And I kind of put it to some of the um, artwork from the book as well. And I put it on YouTube. But just like hearing it back and hearing a real level of professionalism was so good. And that really kind of put me forward to being like, right, I'm going to start auditioning for things. I'm going to start approaching people. And then when I started doing that, um, bits and bobs started coming in. So yeah, yeah, it was it was so good. And I've heard that as well, The Nightmare Before Christmas Poem. You played that to us uh, oh, yeah, the course, other night. Yeah. And oh my God, it's it's so good. It Yeah, it, it blew me away. It's amazing. Um, now that's incredible. And I think, it, do you know what? I think it's really inspiring what you just said because I think sometimes it's easy to go, oh, this is too difficult. Yes, I want to do singing or podcasting mm. or voice acting, whatever. But I've got to think about how I do it and I don't know how to use the equipment and I don't know where to go and get studio space or mm-hmm. it's going to be expensive. And actually, you can start small and do, even if if you, do, if you do nothing with it, but actually you, it's like tonight, you're doing this gig, you'll go to bed numbing that you're proud of yourself for having a go and you're doing something that mm-hmm. you really want to do and it sparks that joy within you that something you're being creative or that you're fulfilling something you really, really desire. So I think that's really inspiring to anyone listening that, you know, if you've got an interest, have a go because you never know where it might, you know, take you. Yeah, exactly. And on that point, can you talk about any projects that you've got coming up? Oh, well, some of the projects I've signed an NDA, so I couldn't possibly talk about them. <laughs> um, so there's one game which I completed. It was a very, very, very minor part, but um, it's uh, for a new game that's coming out on the Nintendo Switch later on, oh, um, towards the end of next year, I think, mm-hmm. called Saviour. Um, you can find that on YouTube. Um, but there's a new project which I'm involved in, which I'm really excited about. Um, there's this um, gay couple in Canada and their husbands, and they have got a really large Instagram following. They have um, spent the last, gosh, six, seven years just drawing cute little like comic strip panels of like their relationship and their um, their kind of their gay life together. Mm-hmm. And it's so cute. The, the The drawings are quite simple, but... They're just so bloody cute. Mm -hmm. Um, And they've got a couple of uh, graphic novels published, um, which they've worked really hard on getting done. Um, They've recently released um, a webtoon, which is like a a comic you can read online, uh, called My Reaper Boyfriend. And the premise is um, there's like this high school student. He's a hopeless romantic, but he's similar to myself. He's, you know, a very geeky, very shy doesn't think he's ever going to find love because, you know, he's gay. He's, I don't think he's out either. Um, but then he basically says, oh, do you know what? He, thought, he kind of fancies this guy and he's like, oh, he'll never get with me. But he's like, I would sell my soul to be with him. Mm-hmm. Unbeknownst to him, he actually sells his soul. And there's this uh, reaper who makes a living for an eternity of claiming people's souls. Mm-hmm. Um, so 
The kid sells his soul. The Reaper's like, cool, another person. But the Reaper's also looking for love as well. And the Reaper ends up falling in love with the person whose soul he has to take. Ah, uh, okay. Um, so basically, they've they've done this comic strip, um, but they're turning it into uh, an animated series on YouTube. Amazing. Um, and I was so humbled and so lucky that they uh, got in contact with me. And um, I'm going to be playing the role of Charlie, who's the main the main guy, the um, the college student who Amazing. sells his soul. So um, really, really excited to be involved in something so high caliber mm -hmm. and also be involved in something that I've been following for six, seven years as well. That's dream come true stuff, isn't it? Absolutely. Really? I think the most important thing as well is that the story is so focused on the um, LGBTQ community as well. Mm -hmm. And to be involved in something you know, in a community that I am so actively involved in as well. Mm -hmm. um, it's just such an honour. Um, so they're going to be promoting that over Pride Month. Amazing. Um, so yeah, I think the first episode is going to be released, I think, towards the end of June. And have you started the voice work for it? Uh, so the voice work for the first couple of episodes has been completed. Amazing. Uh, and I think they're going to see how it goes. And um, yeah, no doubt I'll be back in back in my home recording studio doing a few more, doing a few oh, more so episodes. Happy for you. That's just oh, amazing. And again, I, I think like, as you say, following something for such a long time and then being a part of that journey, that's incredible. That's, yeah. you know, testament to, again, your kind of commitment to your work and you love something so much and it's like, actually, you can manifest it. It's, Absolutely, 100%. I'm very know, much a believer of, like, manifestation. Yeah, it's incredible. So you mentioned, um, and obviously keep us posted with that and, you know, and, and also in terms of your work, I mean, you just want to do a plug in terms of your YouTube page. Where, where can people find your stuff? Where can they find your clips and your... Oh, thank you. Um, yeah, so um, the best place to go if you want to find some stuff is on YouTube. Um, if you just search JD VoiceOver, um, I think there's another channel called JD VoiceOver, but that's not the one you want to go to. Um, you want the Jimmy Dean voiceover? You want the Jimmy Dean voiceover, the, the JD voiceover experience. Yes. Um, so, yeah, if you want to find the one, I think my profile picture, it's like black and white silhouette with me in a red shirt. Um, but if you find lots of Disney stuff on there, you've come to the right place. Um, I've also been working on like... Um, my own personal project called a series called Dragnarok, which is taking like a web comic and putting my own voiceover to it and adding music and visual effects. So if you see eleven episodes of Dragnarok, you've come to the right place. And also check them out as well because I put a lot of love and uh, blood, sweat, and tears into those episodes as well. So if you if you like a bit of fantasy with dragons and bloodshed and other such things. Go check it out. Yeah, and and obviously you're on Instagram as well. Yep, Instagram, JD Voiceover. And Facebook. Facebook, JD Voiceover. JD Voiceover, just... JD Voiceover, JD Voiceover. Yep. Everyone needs to go to JD Voiceover. Yep, 100%. And I have to say as well, and we haven't got loads of time to talk about this, but this is just something I really want to say. The other day we were in the pub, as we normally are, <laughs> and you were showing me your drawings. Oh of, my gosh, yeah. Yeah, all your pictures that you've done. And also your... Um, what was your oh, my jewelry business? My origami. origami jewelry business that you had before as well. God, yeah, jack of all trades, me. <laughs> you are so talented, Jimmy. And your, you know, your pictures, your art. Need you need to do something with that as well. Whether it be in a voiceover series or whether you just sell it, or you know, and people can look at it and see it because it is incredible. Like it's so lovely to see everything that's in your head coming to paper and mm. voice. And it was so it's interesting so actually showing you my artwork because I don't think I've shown anyone my artwork for about six seven years and i haven't drawn anything for about 10 years it was incredible but when i was looking through it i was like actually like, i did really enjoy doing that and as you know as we mentioned like i've had an idea for my own story mm -hmm. which i've had since i was a kid as well mm -hmm. um so yeah maybe i'll bring that back and try and bring that to life and 
yeah. more than anything. It's a, it's another voiceover gig for me. So yeah. even better. <laughs> well, this is it, and you. And I think what's lovely about it is you don't just get to do the voices. You get to like be the kind of, you know, the kind of the person who controls everything. You do the what the animation looks like, what the voice looks like, what mm. the the story is, and that's like it's your baby. It becomes your your product. And I yeah, think that's, definitely. That's such a lovely. This was thing. one of the good things I liked about doing Dragnarok because it was although it was someone else's comic, I took all the artwork and I made the episodes. Um, I was obviously voice acting in it. But there were so many characters that over the course of 11 episodes, I think there were 24 different characters. Wow. So obviously I'm not going to voice them all. Even if I can mimic different voices, mm-hmm. you can tell it's the same person. So one of the things I really loved was finding other voice actors like local Brighton people, but then mm-hmm. also people from around the world. And um, yeah, I got in, I got so heavily involved in like actually casting roles. And I loved the process of like auditioning people and just seeing what other people mm-hmm. had to give. And then releasing an episode, which I think is quite high quality, mm-hmm. then doing big, um, you know, big promotional plugs and sharing their work. And again, like getting all the voice actors, social medias and sharing that out there. Mm-hmm. We're all in this together. And the creative industry is so difficult because there's so much competition. There's Absolutely. not enough work to go around for everybody. People have got rent and bills to pay. So anything that I can do to help promote other people's amazing talent as voice actors I'm all there for that because I've had so many people that have vouched and done that for me as well. Mm -hmm. So anything in the creative industry, people have got to help each other. Even if you don't get paid for it, if it's just free stuff, I'm always up for helping, helping and, you know, collaborating with other creators because if you help them, it helps yourself and vice versa. Networking, isn't it? Yeah, a hundred percent. If it was stable money, maybe not so much, but you know, there's not a huge amount of regular money coming in. So We've got to be. We've got to be in this together. We have to be. Yeah, absolutely. I'm interested to know, though. Obviously, auditioning process. You know, um, how would you describe your judging? Was it Simon, Sharon, Cheryl, or Louis? Uh, Oh God, that's a question. And did you do the six chair challenge? Yeah, <laughs> uh, I think my general demeanour is probably more Louis because I'm definitely more on the softer side. Um, but there were a couple of people that Doing I, the seal I had to... clap. Yeah, <laughs> but no, there was a couple of auditions that, like, they were, you know. Everyone has got potential, even the ones that weren't that good, you know, practice, 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 mm. get better. But I had to say, like, you know, unfortunately, they're not for the role. But there were a couple of people who really were pushy and didn't want to let it go. And then I I did have to kind of, I did find myself a being Simon a bit more Simon. Yeah, <laughs> just just more than anything. like Security. <laughs> yeah, just more than anything. It's not just the talent. Even if you're not that great, you can improve. But how, you know, it, it's a business at the end of the day. And if you're working with new clients, you have to present yourself in the most professional way that you can. And while you're being professional, be courteous, be considerate, be kind, uh, even outside of business, mm-hmm. like just be kind mm-hmm. always. Mm-hmm. There's too much hate in this world. Mm-hmm. But if you can just be the light that you want to see in the world, like just be nice. Be nice to people. Yeah, exactly. And also people remember you. Don't. It's that whole thing. I think we've said this before on the podcast, but it's not, people don't remember what you what you did but it's how you made them feel and exactly I think, and, I yeah, think that's, exactly and if that. you you know that person that was difficult could have ended up working with you in the future but actually you'll remember the other part won't you which is a bit of a shame really yeah definitely well if your dragon needs a Scylla Black-esque voice at any Fantastic. point just let me know Chuck <laughs> Alright, Chuck, how you doing? Alright. That was awful as well. <laughs> yeah, JD voice over everyone. <laughs> I'm right, right. But please do go to my socials. Yeah, go to my socials. <laughs> like him, share, subscribe. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com.
Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Um, so how do you identify in our beautiful queer community how would you identify yourself um so i identify as a gay man i came out when i was 17 years old wow that's i was 19 so 17 that's young yeah amazing but it's weird like i think everyone kind of looks back although i came out when i was 17 i look back at my 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 past and i think i probably knew this a lot sooner but i just didn't ever address it you know yeah yeah, yeah. i think I, i think most people do right yeah i yeah i remember yeah, yeah, you do, don't you? It's like, you know, yeah, you do. Yeah. You just do. And I think you kind of, when you're in high school and you start, you know, puberty and you're, I don't know, getting changed with the other lads in the change rooms and stuff, you're a bit like, oh dear, this yeah, is God, I, quite I, Yeah, I remember. <laughs> and I went to an all-boys school as well growing up oh, okay. uh, from like th- 12 to 16 or 17. So, yeah, I remember that. Um, yeah, my, my, my first experience, I just, I remember Martin McDonald. Um, Martin, if you're watching, hi, hi. Um, but yeah, I remember Martin McDonald, just this this blonde bombshell, fine specimen of a young man. Yeah. But like, I never really gave it two thoughts. But looking back, I was like, oh my God, God he was yeah. gorgeous. Yeah. Jeez Louise. <laughs> Thing is, though, and I think that goes, and we'll talk about the queer journey, but I think, again, we don't recognise it. And I think we've said this before on the podcast as well, but I think it's because of our generation even if you have an inkling, you learn to suppress mm. and ignore mm-hmm. because it's like everything around you is saying that's wrong, that's bad, you shouldn't be that person. So if you have an inkling or a suspicion, it's like back of the head, back of the head, don't even don't even think about it. But how would you, I mean, 17 is, I think is, is amazing. And, you know, for, we're the same age. So, you know, I think about when to I was 17, which was 2001. So that's when you came out. So um, What's your queer journey been like? What's your, what was your queer experience like, kind of coming out to like becoming who you are mm. today? Um, so yeah, kind of in the build up to being gay, I never really thought about it. So it, I was never like basically I was bullied in school, but not really for being gay. No one ever accused me of being gay. Mm. More for the fact that I went to a grammar school, but I wasn't exactly the the smartest person. Mm-hmm. So I got bullied for that. So I kind of found myself suppressing myself anyway. But then I got into college and um my headmaster's like, oh you're gonna stay on for sick form. I was like, nope, no chance in hell. So I went to college and that was back in a kind of 
boy-girl environment mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and ended up finding loads of my old primary school friends there as well. So we naturally reconnected so quickly. And I just found myself really opening up because for the first time, I actually had a group of friends that I'd never had before. And they were still the odd, you know, the oddballs of the group. There was mm-hmm. like, you know, uh, the goth girls and, um, you know, gay boys as well. So there was just a real mix of people. And I just found my strange family. Mm-hmm. And it just led me to be completely open in so many facets. And I realized, God, I'm really strange. Like, I'm a weird character. But... I embraced that because I was like, you know what, this is who I am. And I love being weird because even though I'm weird, I'm also, I think, an incredibly nice person as well. And it's good to be fun and be jolly. And you thought that at 17? Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, definitely. That sounds like you're really like, quite self-assured at that point the the thing was because of what i went through in school and the fact that i was bullied so much for being quiet and being a little different i know firsthand there's i'm sure many of your 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 listeners are as well they all probably come from a similar background mm-hmm. with that same level of misunderstanding and just natural hatred towards them for for what for just being themselves for being different mm-hmm. and after all of that i don't want anybody to go through that mm-hmm. so as soon as I left college, I just made it my mission to just be myself and just, like I saying, just be nice always. Like if there's ever, even to this day now, if there's ever someone that I see in a social situation that's just being a bit quiet, just go over and talk to them, make them feel accepted. Because even if in that one moment someone feels that they are seen, appreciated and heard, Absolutely. that could make the difference between them having a really good day or, you know, in a very, very worst case scenario, some people, you know, commit suicide for just feeling so alone. Mm-hmm. So you could, I just yeah having that conversation could make someone feel differently in that exactly, moment absolutely exactly so yeah I just kind of learned from a young age that I I don't ever tolerate that level of mm-hmm. arrogance and ignorance in people and I I don't ever want anyone to feel that so I will always approach anybody with the same level of love that anybody in this world deserves to have regardless mm-hmm. if you know someone or not everyone deserves to be treated with love right from the start. Yeah, absolutely. And in, in terms of, yeah, and, and, and they do, absolutely. And I think that's, again, a testament to your character. It's just, you know, that's such a lovely thing to say. In terms of your queer journey and obviously, mm. you know, being quite self-assured at 17 and coming out and obviously you're, you know, now we're now similar age. You know, we're a young 37. Um, I'm, well, I'm nearly 38. Oh, you're, you're, you're younger than me. <laughs> but, you know, has that been an easy ride for you in terms of like, you know, going from that mm. age to, to now because mm. I I definitely have felt a struggle with self-acceptance, identity, sexuality, gender, you name it. It's all been yeah. in my bloody head at what times. And I and I think it's it's because of because of the things that we go through when we're younger and the things we have to learn to accept. And I think it's it's it is difficult for queer people to to really feel that sense of acceptance. And I think mm. it can take time to get there. So yeah. how would you describe that that part of the journey? Has that been quite plain sailing or have you definitely felt that it's been a difficult journey, but actually you've got through it and you're kind of at the other side of it? Yeah, well, I mean, when it comes to like my sexuality and stuff, I've always been quite sure of who I am and I've always let my my personality and my kind of assurance of who I am never make me question or mm-hmm. doubt who I am. I've never sort of felt guilty or shameful of being gay. The one thing I would say, which I guess is quite detrimental to me, is that because I've always tried to be so open and welcoming, it's led me to accepting a lot of negativity in mm-hmm. um, from a relationship point of view. Like my first um, partner, you know, he was lovely and great, but, you know, it wasn't always great. And looking back, I was, you know, a, a victim of, you know, 
quite strong kind of mental abuse because he was quite an angry person and he took a lot of that anger out on me. Mm-hmm. Me wanting to try and see the best in people, I really kind of nurtured him and pandered to him. But while I was doing that, I started losing aspects of myself because mm-hmm. my life became me being his therapist and his, I don't know. And then that takes its toll because while you're investing so much time in someone else's negativity Mm -hmm. and, you know, uh, abuse, you lose track of who you are. Mm -hmm. I would always maintain that I've kept my positive optimism, but in some ways I kind of found that that was just me kind of shielding myself from the pain that I had Mm -hmm. and really pushing down a lot of the stuff because, you know, it's good to be happy and jolly, but I'm allowed to get angry mm-hmm. in myself and get angry at people as well. But I just found myself being like, oh, I can't be angry because I've always got to be the nice one. I've got to be supportive. And yeah, I just found that throughout my journey, a lot of people have kind of abused that position of being like, oh, Jimmy's really down to earth. Jimmy's really lovely and nice. We can just kind of walk all over him because he's not going to say anything, you know? Mm-hmm. And in relationships, it's very much been that. And I've taken a lot and I've I've dealt with mental abuse and I've dealt with physical abuse as well and mm-hmm. kind of made excuses for it and accepted it and stayed in situations that maybe weren't the best for me. Not saying that these people were bad people at all, but I definitely tolerated a lot more than I should have when mm-hmm. I should have turned around and been like, you know what, this isn't this isn't nurturing me. This isn't making me good. It's making me worse. And who who the hell am I now? Mm-hmm. And that's um, really brave. And I think, you know, and thank you for sharing that. And it's, you know, that is a really brave thing to to talk about. And, you know, I think to still have the kind of attitude that these people aren't bad people, again, shows who you are in your character. Yeah. I think that, you know, everyone are, you know, everyone is doing the best they can, I guess. Um, but, you know, you don't deserve to be the recipient of that type of behavior. And I guess to then find the strength to move on with your life and, you know, um, set yourself free. That's a really Mm -hmm. positive, positive thing. But I guess I can only imagine that must be tricky to then let other people in and trust people because ultimately you're worried in some kind of way that you're going to have a repeat of the past. Mm, Yeah, I guess so. I I can understand why that would be a way. Mm. Again, it kind of comes back to my point about the way that I am. And again, this has always set me up fairly because I went from one relationship and went into another one, which was kind of similar. Like I kind of found myself repeating these patterns, mostly because just because I've been through that situation doesn't mean that the next person is going to be that. Not even even like a relationship, but like a friendship. Like friendships can be just as toxic. Like I've had to remove myself from several friendships because of the negativity. Absolutely. But that doesn't shut me off from instantly having a connection with someone and giving it everything I've got. Because if you let your past experiences affect how you move forward, you could be closing yourself off to one of the most amazing friendships you've ever had or the most amazing relationship that you could end up getting married to someone and have kids with someone. Mm -hmm. If you close yourself off based on a previous hurt, you're missing out. Um, Mm -hmm. It's just really important that people address the problems that they've had and how they in that situation yeah and just you know if they can try and seek the the help you know there's a lot of great mm. services out there that help with things like abuse um so yeah just you know if you if you can have counseling or therapy take it if you have friends open up to them you know don't hide don't yeah. sit there suffering alone because you feel that you're a burden or that no one wants to hear your problems because I did that thinking no one wants to hear my shit. Yeah. But then I actually opened up and people like, oh my God, I had no idea you felt this way. Mm-hmm. And thank you so much for opening. And that in my eyes, like that set me free. Cause I was like, 
why aren't I you doing can, this? Well, can, why am I clo- why yeah. am I closing myself off? Because I'm only pushing myself down more. Mm-hmm. And as soon as I started talking to people about my problems, the burden was off me. I had other people sharing in my pain and helping me through my pain and supporting me through my pain. It's a and, problem share. It's that old cliche, but it, it's so true. If you have a problem and you talk to someone and say, I'm feeling a bit rubbish today. Can I talk to you about this? And then someone goes, well, do you know what? Actually, I've had a really bad day today. Mm. And you you do. You you share you share the pain and you you support each other through that. And I think that's a really lovely thing that you said as well. And I, you know, and you know, you're you're right. You you've kind of corrected my my thinking there. You you will close yourself off to life and to people if you judge every new situation by your previous. And mm. you know. I mean, you know, me and Al have talked about this loads about having to cut people out and people being toxic. And, you know, it, it is. It's like you sometimes, sometimes things just don't work and you have to just say, I can't do this anymore. And, but actually, if you then think that every person is a, like a friend is going to be like that, you'll, mm. you'll have no friends. Yeah, not every person is out to get you, or not every person is. And again, people are doing the best they can. And actually, sometimes people, don't recognize who they are or mm. how they're being but that doesn't mean that we have to put up with it and accept it no, so exactly. I, think, I think that's a really positive yeah. thing and maybe we should give a shout out as well to all the amazing light services that we have locally yeah, as well absolutely. we've got lgbt switchboard we've got mind out the lgbt uh, q charity which provides um, counseling services mm-hmm. and um, all sorts as well like i did some volunteer work for them when i when i first moved to brighton and um, they do so much great work with the the young lgbtq community um, they provide um drop-in days where um, kids can come in they do like different workshops and really kind of fun cool activities they mm. serve food uh, they offer a real safe space for um, for any um, gay lesbian transgender non-binary kid to just come and have somewhere where they can all be together and if they want to talk to anyone they offer counseling services whether that's school problems family problems financial problems um, it's a, it's I, I cannot recommend all sorts enough for the work all that sorts. they do. Are they because, a local Brighton charity. Yeah, they're local. I think they're just down in Ship Street, actually. But um, I haven't um, I haven't been with them for quite a while. But when I was there, they used to do a drop in every Tuesday. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming that they still do it. But if not, they do a lot of out out um, outreach work uh, in schools as well. They go Amazing. into schools and do like um, big uh, assemblies with the kids to talk to them about homosexuality and um, you know HIV. They're really pushing the boundaries on Amazing. educating kids in school about what it is to be an LGBT person. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And thank exactly. God we can now do that and we can have those conversations Absolutely. in schools, again, which we keep talking about on most of these podcasts because I'm still cross about Section 28. <laughs> but um, <clears throat> but no, I think that's great. And thank you so much for sharing that. And oh, because, okay. I, because again, I think um, as, as painful as that is, um, you know, there will be other people that will listen to this or listen to other podcasts and will maybe go through similar situations. And again, yeah. just someone knowing that actually you can get through these type mm. of situations, I think is a really positive thing. So, it's going to be okay, guys. It's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. Oh, Jimmy, you're so lovely. Um, I think I probably know the answer to this question, but mm. what does community mean to you in terms of our queer community? Oh my gosh. I mean, yeah, I mean, the, the world is so disconnected. It's so weird. In a world where technology is meant to bring us closer together, the world has never been more fractured and separated. The... The gay community in Brighton is incredible. Um, I never really used to be that big on the scene back in the day, but having from coming out of being uh, in my last relationship and moving back to Hove, I really immersed myself in the gay community. Mm-hmm. 
and thank god because we've had so much fun i know it's been great like so many amazing places to go out and drink and just you know with spiegel tent there's so many sort of queer acts that have been going on as well mm. but i've met the most incredible people and so many people that work behind the bars like there's just such a good element of family in everywhere you go and again mm. it's just add, it's just adding a new layer of love to my time in brighton because i've never really experienced that side of brighton like fully immersing myself in the in the gay side of Kemptown, like going um in the gay side of Brighton, like going for drinks in Kemptown. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean That must be really lovely though actually, because it's almost like you're you're again like you've talked about experiencing new things all the time. But to be here fourteen years and to only now be mm-hmm. embracing yourself, it's like you're probably going through what I'm going through with that area because it's like, oh my God, all these amazing places to go and see and absolutely like we went to the Spiegel Tenant and we saw um some most um oh my goodness their names completely yeah. escaped me <laughs> i interviewed them this is really bad aiden sadler um who did their um show tropicana and we, so good so good and alfie ordinary doing the um house of fun and yep. just there's so much stuff going on that you just think oh my god this has been missing from my life for so long so mm-hmm. you must be feeling how i'm feeling about all of that right now and yeah. now kind of liberating yourself to be in it. Yeah, definitely. And again, this just kind of goes back to the whole thing about reaching out to people. Like if you've had a bit of a slump or you've been through something quite traumatic or or negative, reach out to people because I did that here and obviously I met you and we've had we've we've we're creating such a great friendship. Mm-hmm. Um I started personal training and my personal trainer Harry um became really good friends with him and then I learned that he does drag um, Mario Kart. Mario Kart and like because of him I've been out to see so many shows that he's been involved in. Uh he's you know such a fantastic drag act and he's definitely one to watch out for. Like he'll be on drag race in in, in a couple of years. Mark my words. Yeah. But like just through him i've met the most incredible people as well like just opening yourself up to people experiencing new people you you have no idea where it leads and like for me it's led me to one of the best phases of my entire life it's amazing well i know because obviously tonight we're we're after this podcast we're going for a few beers and we're going to be going to see you perform and i'm so excited (laughs) to see alex and paul and Mm -hmm. um and harry if harry's come in and it's just they're just such a group there's such a group there's such a i can't speak great group of people so that's a really that's a tongue twister isn't it <laughs> they are a great group of people um but again it's like you know i remember seeing them in the queen's arms um and i was watching shallow vera perform and uh, he was just me and shallow did dancing together so oh, shallow's amazing it's amazing so good so controversial but so good um and and, and and a voice oh my god their voice is incredible just it's just so wonderful to listen mm-hmm. to and they do some wicked songs but yeah we we were listening to them and i and i kept seeing paul and alex laughing and i and i i just felt this like i wanted to speak to them and i and i remember saying i said something to them and they were like you know made polite conversation i said oh by the way i i dance with um dance with anthony and he went oh my god i know who you are and then, amazing, then amazing. Like, are you going to the pub tonight you, you know so again it's when you start getting to know people and you start having good conversations mm-hmm. with people in the pubs i think you you do Generally, there is a real sense of community, and yeah, you know, and absolutely. I mean, you know, when we were out at three thirty on Monday night, there was a real sense of community, wasn't there? Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're terrible, Muriel. You're terrible, Muriel. You got no <laughs> dignity. <laughs> um, and allyship, you know, allyship, I think is incredibly important. I've asked this on every podcast, and I'll keep asking it. You know, I think allyship is just so important for us to be allies mm-hmm. of other people to have allies you know to 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 be able to stand up and say i'm here for you i support you i see you what does allyship mean to you oh my god every, every everything in in any situation not just for like um the you know not just for uh, the gay 
culture, like in anything, like it's just so important for people to be seen and be heard and appreciated. There's so much hatred and yeah, people just deserve to see the good side in everybody and let, let people be seen. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, especially, but you know, most especially in like in, in the, in the LGBTQ community, like I, I still, I feel like even in our community, there is still some kind of misunderstanding or, or sometimes a little bit of hatred towards trans people. Absolutely. Um, but it's it's just so important that everyone tries to understand where other people are coming from. And ultimately, if they're not hurting anybody, mm-hmm. it's really none of anyone else's business. And people that, I mean, I, I'm, I'm guilty of accidentally uh, mispronouncing people, not because I'm trying to be ignorant, but just because if, if someone looks like uh, a guy, I might just automatically say he, but I do try my hardest to try and pronoun properly. But you get people that just pronoun intentionally wrong. And mm. that is so hurtful to see. But like... When people are doing things like that on purpose, that's that's hate, isn't it? And, yeah, 100%. And I think, you know, look, going back to the pronouns, you know, if, if you know, I, I've absolutely made mistakes of pronouns, you know, and, and you know... I'm I'm still toying with my pronouns myself. You know, it's it's kind of like toying is the wrong word, but you know, trying to discover what that means yeah. to me. But I think that if you're respectful and you make a mistake and you apologize, I think that is, you know, that's one thing. But if people do it on on purpose, mm-hmm. that that's that's not good. Yeah. Um and I think, you know, there are a lot of like a lot of turfs and a lot of kind of situations where people aren't supporting members of the community mm. um, and, you know, different intersectionalities of the community generally. And I and I, I do think, you know, we're stronger together, aren't we? And allyship is so, yeah, so important. Absolutely. And, you know, especially for like any straight people that maybe aren't familiar with or don't have, don't feel they have, they have any gay friends, but I guarantee they probably do have more gay friends than they know. But we're like, all a little bit gay, yeah, aren't we? We're all a little bit gay, really. <laughs> um, but like, yeah, like it's just really important for straight people to to be allies as well, because it's all yeah. very well having this this pride and this strength within our community, but that needs to transcend forward to you know the straight community, and, you know, for families like young young gay, lesbian, transgender kids that don't have the support of their family is one of the most heartbreaking things in Absolutely. the entire world, just because of lack of education, experience, complete ignorance. But we need to we need to have more straight allies around the world that can kind of educate their straight friends and be like, well, actually, like what you're saying is not right. That's not acceptable. That's offensive. You need mm-hmm. to rethink that. And there's but that, so many that resources. starts from home, you know. So many resources out there. You've got the Albert Kennedy Trust. You've got Stonewall. So many, you know, mermaids. So many great charities yep. out there that yep. can support people with just learning more. And you know, I think we all have a responsibility, you know, um, to learn not just about the queer community, you know, about people of colour, about, you know, um, people with different religions. You know, mm-hmm. it, it's actually, the world is very diverse and it's very complex. And actually, the more we all learn and support and respect each other, the more harmonious we will be living. Exactly. Um, you so, can only do that if you if you approach any person with an open heart and yeah. an open mind. Yeah, Because if you go in there with prejudice and ignorance, then you're not going to learn yeah. anything. But that's where the magic starts. When you meet someone and you learn something like I've met some Absolutely. people I've, I've kind of, um, one of my friends down, like he's a typically straight looking person. He's quite built. He's like, all right, mate, are you doing all right, Jim? All right, let's <laughs> Um, so when I first met him for the first time, he was like a friend of a friend. When I first met him, my instant jump reaction was, Oh my God, he's going to bottle me. But then he sat down and he's like, Oh, you must be, um, you must be, um, Tony's partner. I was like, yeah. yeah. And he's like, Oh, uh, well, how you doing? Bro? And we were like talking about final fantasy, like just really geeking out. And within half an hour, I was like, 
you are not the person that I just jumped to that conclusion mm-hmm. of being. And he, to this day, is like one of my absolutely closest friends. Mm-hmm. But like, I approached that situation very close-minded of, we are not going to get along. But then I was like, actually, we did get along incredibly well. So whether they're straight, gay, black, white, anything, you can have a connection with someone. You can absolutely. you can find love in, in someone. someone. You just have to not do what I did and just shut yourself off to that. But I don't be holding yourself because again, we shut ourselves off sometimes because of experiences. Mm. You know, it's yeah. you know, we learn to hide and I think that's that's the reality of the, of the situation. But I think the great thing is then you can look back and go actually, you know, people like that put they put faith in in you that mm. actually the stuff, the biases we have, the worries we have, they don't always need to be there because there are decent people around. Not everyone's decent. Mm-hmm. Sometimes people are assholes. Yeah, definitely. But actually, there are decent people around. Absolutely. So, it's, um, it's kind of like a catch-22 because while I've been saying, you know, open yourself up, be supportive, be open, be nice, you do have to look out for yourself as well because while you're doing that, it is very easy to to take negativity mm. on board without even realising it. So it's about finding that balance. Like, be open, be nice always. But also look out, look after yourself, look out for your own, your own mental Well-being, health. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Because it's, it's really important. It's very easy to lose yourself in mm-hmm. your own head. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, just, just always do. Amen s- to that. We've all been there. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Jimmy, you, I could, I literally could talk to you all day. You're just <laughs> so lovely. And um, you have so many wise words to say. Um, so thank you so You're much. Welcome. Thank you for having me. I do have a quick fire round for you before we Ooh, wrap okay. up. Um, so quick as you can, uh, everyone says, oh yeah, I can do this. And everyone goes, oh, I don't know the answer yeah, to this I, one. I can do this. I can do this. Okay, let's go. Ready? Oh, quick as you can. Queer icon. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. I'm actually drawing a blank. Um, Elton John? I don't know. <laughs> That's the first one that gave it to my head. He's an icon. He's, he's an, an icon. icon. Is he your, is he your queer icon? No, he's not. I don't know who my queer icon is. And we'll come back to that. Yeah. Okay. Queer anthem. Queer anthem. Oh, uh, every woman it's all in me do 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 that one okay, okay. um is that aretha aretha Whitney did it as well didn't she chaka khan chaka khan chaka khan chaka khan chaka khan um your best friend would describe you as it's weird oh no beautiful i reckon weird weird like yeah just kooky Cookie. but yeah let's say we'll go we'll we'll go with we'll go with loving we'll go with loving because i am quite a loving person brighton or hove <sighs> i've just moved to hove you bastard um brighton brighton okay mcdonald's or five guys McDonald's. okay so, <laughs> i had a good life for that. I, was, I, say, I can't i can't think of a gay icon for myself but mcdonald's 100 <laughs> jimmy has a lot of mcdonald's every week shut up shut up <laughs> <laughs> he's on first name terms with the staff um Thing to do when you're feeling stressed. Things I do do is bite my nails, um, go and have a cigarette. <laughs> Glad you said cigarette. Favorite spot to relax? The beach. The beach. The beach. Nice. Ultimate Disney character. Ultimate Disney character. Um, Scar from The Lion King. Ooh. And if you were a Disney character, who would you be? Kristoff from Frozen. Oh, I like Christoph. Yeah, he's cute, yeah, very cute, yeah, and ditzy and bumbly. And Jonathan Groff is just beautiful. Oh my god, he's loved. So... Have you watched Licking yet? I haven't. Licking? Look. Oh no. <laughs> looking. Have I watched people Sorry. licking? No. Yeah. Have you, uh, have no, you watched Looking? I haven't yet? seen Looking yet. Oh my god, Jonathan Groff's amazing in it. 
And it's got, um, hasn't it got, oh, what's his name? That British actor with the ears. What's his name? Oh, got, Russell Tovey. Yeah, Russell yeah, Tovey. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Russell Tovey's in as well, yeah. The one yeah. with the ears. How they have a bit of a love affair, won't spoiler. Um, yeah. <gasps> and finish the sentence, in five years I'll be... In the Disney recording booth. Yes, that's the stuff. Yeah. yeah, she will be. Yes, and I'll be cheering you on. Was that the last one? The last one. Okay, I've just, I've just remember my my favorite gay icon, um, Ian McKellen. Oh, Ian yeah, McKellen, yeah. so good. Ian McKellen is an absolute Can you do legend. A, a Gandalf impression. You shall not pass. <laughs> so but Jimmy, like Ian McKellen, like, you know, love Ian McKellen. Uh, Ian McKellen is oh, no, I was going to do it, but I can't do it. <laughs> like when he's been Magneto. Have you ever seen X Men? Yes. It's like, don't be a stupid child. They'll come for you and your children. Yeah, that was awful. Amazing. No, no, it wasn't. Uh, it was so good. It was so, so good. So, so good. I have a present for you. I love presents. You know what it is. I know what it is. I've had the conversation, but um, I've made every guest one of these, and this is something for you for the autumn. Clearly not now. You are an absolute legend. Oh, my God. As I said, Theo made the first half of it. because it It's me nice. Out. It's got a bit of both of you in it. First. Yeah. Oh my god, this feels amazing. Thank you so You're much. You're welcome. Cinnamon. No one's ever made me a scarf before. I'm seriously not doing scarves for season this two. This is cinnamon, isn't it? It's cinnamon, yeah, yeah. There we go. Oh my god. Mm. I cannot wait for autumn winter now. I should, do you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to make Sky one. <gasps> do it. I'm going to make do Sky. It. Sky is Jimmy's dog, everyone. Sky um, is beautiful. Sky is beautiful. Sky needs a, a matching scarf. A matching Sky scarf. A matching Sky scarf. scarf, scarf. scarf yeah, scarf, or maybe scarf. I could try and make her a little... Um, you know, what are they called? The triangle ones, you know? <laughs> uh-huh. You know, they think they're scarf, but they're like, they're called, like a neckerchief, but they're... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, a neckerchief, yeah. 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 That would be lovely, actually. Oh, okay. do, it, do, do it, do it. Do it, do it. Jimmy, I love you very much. Thank you so much. I love much. you too. And good luck for tonight. You're Thank totally you. going to smash it. Oh, my God. Well, I've been talking for an hour, so we'll see how my voice holds up in... Yeah. When, when are we going? In like half an hour? Glass water uh, and a cigarette, you'll be fine. Perfect. All right, ready to go, lads. Ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Jimmy. Thanks very much. Thank Bye. you. What a conversation. I had so much fun talking to Jimmy, and that was just absolutely fantastic. It's so lovely to speak to someone with such a passion for their art and I wish nothing but the best for Jimmy and his voiceover work. Don't forget to follow him on Instagram, Facebook and YouTube and check out his work. He is super, super talented. Don't forget to like this podcast, share and subscribe. You can also follow me on Instagram. My address is at Fluey Actually. Thank you so much for listening to Queer I Am The Podcast. Until next time. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.